Stuck in quarantine? Don't worry, me and Sean from Blue Bantha Milk Company have you covered, talking about all things current event in the Star Wars universe. All this and more on Postcards from the Galaxy's Edge. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Postcards from the Galaxy's Edge. And tonight, my co-pilot is Sean from the Blue Bantha Milk Company, all the way from Australia. How are you, my friend? I'm good. As good as I can be in this current um, world. But um, yeah, I'm uh, yeah, I'm okay. I'm going a little bit mad because I've been quarantined for two weeks because I was in South Africa two weeks ago. Um, and then oh. my quarantine's just come to an end. And then my the company I work for have just told me that I need to continue working from home. So the isolation continues. It never ends. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I was going to ask you, because like, we were originally supposed to record about a month ago. And mm-hmm. at that time, sadly, all the fires were still kind of... Well, I mean, I, I this is one of the things I want to ask you, because it seems like that's kind of died down but i wanted to see has it or is it just one of those unfortunately now the coronavirus has taken kind of the headlines now how is everything kind of in your country uh well i the the fires got i think the last fire got under control a few weeks ago so that's sort of they're just rebuilding in terms of that um but and because the summer's sort of coming to an end now it's going to get a lot easier it's not going to be as dry and all that mm. um but it has just instantly segged into uh into this into the coronavirus thing and our inefficient and idiotic government can't seem to decide <laughs> what they want to do so it just keeps changing day by day and um yeah, it's just a real, um, it's a real adventure just to see how how people handle this kind of thing, and each day going to the supermarket and finding like a particular item has completely been totally sold out. So you know, pasta or rice or toilet paper, obviously, or yes, um, yeah, and and it's also interesting to see what you can still get. So. You know, I, I stocked up on like fish fingers because like because they were there. It's like okay, well I better get a load of those because I like fish fingers and that's a good one to keep frozen and all that. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 pretty nuts. I'm sure it's the same way you are, but like, um, it's it's just very interesting to see how people have reacted and the sort of slow burn realization that it's more serious than we thought it was. Yeah. It's yeah. Very yeah. Because I, I'll say like. The world, for me, changed this week, mm. uh, and that's the week of, you know, the 16th through the you know 20th of March, where it was like, you know, Monday, it was like, okay, it, it's getting a bit serious to every day. It was kind of like a, okay, this is happening. Oh, this may happen. Okay, yes, we are looking at this. Mm. Okay, you know, you're finally, I mean, it, it's been crazy because you know, as I've kind of said on various podcasts of my own, I work in visual effects and that is very difficult when all your security doesn't really allow you to work Mm. remotely. Yeah, of course. And so kind of bless them, our kind of technical people have been working diligently around the clock for the last kind of two weeks, luckily building contingency plans and all this kind of thing and editorial and tech and kind of the technical jobs were kind of the last ones out of the building so I mean some mm. people have been working from home since like Tuesday yeah. so we lit- I literally found out about 
eight hours ago that they're like, yeah, don't come in on Monday. And I actually took my desk chair with me. I cleared it. I made yeah. sure I was like, okay, because I don't, I don't have a desk chair and they're going to be quite expensive. And right now there's a shortage of them because everybody's <laughs> working, working from home. home. So I just cleared it with facilities and I was like, I'm taking my desk chair. Now what people may not know, or you may not know, is I live about an hour and a half away from London. Okay. So I literally took a cab from my work to a train station because obviously getting an Uber all the way to door to door was going to be like something like 167 pound. Oh, wow. And so <laughs> I basically took an Uber to the train station, rolled the chair on the train, because there's nobody on the trains now because they basically told people for like four days, don't travel, don't, yeah. just don't. Um, so I didn't have to worry about people. And then literally then got a cab from the train station. Some people were like, you've just made my day. That's hilarious. <laughs> Other people were just like, what is wrong with you? But yeah, <laughs> so it's it. like. That's it. I've seen people carrying like full computer monitors down the street because they're like, well, I don't have, you know, it's not like, um, Oh, well, for me, I, I got back from South Africa and then um, I got back on Saturday. And then on the Sunday, my boss phoned me and said, oh, you're going to have to be quarantined for two weeks so you can start working from home for, from the Monday. And uh, I was like, cool, cool, cool. How? <laughs> How do I do that? Yeah. There's no, I, yeah, I'm not, I don't know. So they had, so it has to be like, again, like you say, all these like technical things. Um, and yeah, no real preparation for it. It's mad. Absolutely mad. It is. What is, if you don't mind me asking, Sean, what what is your um, day job? Oh, I work for um, uh, I work at a bookshop. I work um, that sells oh, okay. educational textbooks uh, to schools for teaching English as an additional language. So I'm one oh, of I the see. consultants who kind of goes out. It's it's really boring because um, my job usually involves quite a lot of travel, but now I can't travel anywhere. So oh, okay. I've become more of like a phone salesperson now, which was a, which is less fun, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's been very interesting. All the schools, like, you phone them up and you're like, oh, how are things going? And they just completely, like, oh, like mm -hmm. we don't know. We might be open tomorrow, might be closed, might be this, might be that. We just try and help them out where we can. And, uh, yeah, it's wild. It's very unpredictable. This week has yeah. been, like, every day it's changed, well, our plans. It's mad. Yeah. I mean, it was very interesting, like, on, like, tonight, or I should say now this morning, or yesterday, that, um, yeah, it was just kind of like, we all were like, okay, um, I guess this is good for we don't know how long because mm. that's the other thing we haven't been told um, where it's like when we're coming back if we're coming back what's going on yeah. so all I'll say because obviously I'm trying to be mindful and not insensitive to people but it's like I am grateful that we are able to work from home because yes. I do know there's a lot of people that were like okay you won't have a job next week yeah. good luck so hearts and you know, thoughts all to everybody and hope everybody is staying safe. So tonight we're going to just have a lovely little podcast and chat kind of current events. Hmm. So um, if you're a first time listener or watcher to this podcast, this is Postcards from the Galaxy's Edge. And every episode we broadcast from a certain uh, canon planet or moon. And uh, tonight's episode, we are heading to Bespin. And uh, I'm going to hand it over to our resident canon junkie, who is going to tell us a little bit about it. Thanks, Shannon. 
Well, you're all looking beautiful. You truly belong with us among the clouds. Of Bespin. Bespin was an immense gas giant located in the vicinity of the Anoat system. A desolate sector of the galaxy, Bespin had several moons, and its gaseous mass contained a thin stratum of habitable atmosphere. Its layers were a source of rare tabana gas, which was harvested and refined in several mining complexes, including Cloud City, an opulent metropolis suspended in the planet's huge billowing clouds. The Ugnot city of Ugnograd, Ug, Ugnorgrad, Ugnorgrad, it's like Ugnat and it's like an Ugnot city. <clears throat> Ugnorgrad was located over the planet, being ruled by King Oz in the time after the Battle of Endor. During the Galactic Civil War, Bespin remained unaffiliated, but that did not prevent the Galactic Empire from garrisoning the planet and seizing Cloud City. However, with the Empire's defeat at Endor, the gas giant and its prosperous mining colony ended up recovering their freedom. Bestman appears in The Empire Strikes Back, in the mobile game Star Wars Uprising, in Battlefront 2, and in many, many other canon novels and series. Guys, this is Jerry the Cannon Junkie, your navigator, Shannon. Back to you. Great, thanks for that, Jerry. So, Sean, why why did we choose Bespin? Why was Bespin kind of your canon planet of choice? Um, it was it's actually quite interesting because um, I was thinking about it today and I was trying to think why, and it just sort of struck me that it's such a weird planet in the um, in the sort of Star Wars Star Wars universe because it's it's like a fairy tale planet, you know, it's like castles floating in the sky and all that. And it, it it happens in such a weird point of like Empire's quite a dark movie and then this big dark climax happens in this really pretty, almost heavenly place. And I just found it was such a cool it's I like cool high concept ideas like, okay, um, you know, we've got this planet, it's made of gas, so the way they mine it is they have this these cloud cities that absorb all the gas in that and um whether that's scientifically accurate who cares and uh yeah it's just like it just floats around and everyone's just living on these things and yeah it just felt like it was like something out of um you know like studio ghibli or something just like this floating nice. yeah these flo- this floating world in the clouds and yeah that's that's it i really like it i think it's very cool and it was it's one of the only special edition changes that i'm really about is all the cloud city stuff like they really went in and said right let's boost this up and make it really cool and um it does work really well it's very different to like the moss eisley changes which diminish the experience where the cloud the cloud city ones you're like yeah no this this is cooler this is yeah. much cooler no i would agree with that and actually that's a really good kind of um point as but yeah, they actually made it more of an open space where obviously in the original one, there was a lot of, you know, just, it was just ton, um, hallways and corridors. Yeah. But yeah, I guess like there's that famous one where it's like a low angle and they're all three of them are kind of running towards camera and it has now this like orange tinge to it. And they've mm. like made it like almost seem like they're running on a balcony now. And it was really kind of obviously the visual effect nerd in me geeks out where I'm like, that was really kind of the first time we're like, oh, wow, we can really change mm. things up here 
kind of thing. So that's that's really cool. That's a really cool point. And <laughs> of course, you have like the coolest cat in the uh, galaxy running it, Lando Calrissian. So nice. It's, yeah, it's good. Like the 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 new Star Wars comics have sort of. Uh, they've had the return to Cloud City. They've gone back and all that. So that's been quite interesting to read. I've got another one of those to read that came out this week. Um, nice. So that's good because that's yeah, that's an interesting sort of thing that we never really you never really go back there in the movies until the end of Rise of Skywalker for you know the whatever nostalgia shot of the, the Star Destroyer falling in the background. You're like, oh yeah, that place. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I I also was always drawn to the original like Ralph McQuarrie um concept art. Yeah. Of it. And I remember seeing actually like behind the scenes footage of him painting it and the way like he was measuring the little like towers and things like that. And also it's a pretty like badass level in Battlefront 2 in the single player campaign mm. where you 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 have to like take out all these towers and things in Bespin and it was just it was also kind of neat to kind of go back to it but then it's after like yeah it, I don't know it's just it's it's a really different I would say it's probably one of the most different planets out there yeah because it's like this gas giant kind of thing it's like hmm. our, it's like the Ju- it's like the Jupiter of the Star Wars universe I think that's it it's like yeah. it's it's the one like because obviously the planets in Star Wars are very much like one terrain aren't they it's like this is desert this is ice this is forest or whatever but it's interesting to have something that's like an existing planet and say well actually yeah if you if we wanted to mine jupiter this is how we do it <laughs> or maybe yeah. we would this is how we would do it in a fantasy world <laughs> you know this is yeah this is the coolest <laughs> way to do it but yeah so one of the things i wanted to first introduce you and things is to ask you kind of what your show is about and like what your voice in the Star Wars uh, fandom is. How did it come about? Mm-hmm. What do you kind of do? And just kind of tell the uh, listeners all about it. Yep. So um, Blue Bantha Milk Co. is uh, it's co-hosted by uh, me and Matt. And Matt is a full blood Australian, whereas I uh, grew up in England and moved here like five or six years ago. Oh, um, okay. Uh, so we um, we met on like a, a Facebook page that Matt ran, and he'd just started the channel and made a few videos, and we ended up um, just like chatting uh, on the page, and then we went out, and we ended up going out for a beer, and we were talking about we were having a beer and all that, and then we were talking about uh, I was talking about his channel, so then I um, guested on it and was on a few videos. And yeah, we just hit it off. So we were like, okay, well, why don't you just stay and, and be the co-host and we'll see how it goes. And that was about 18 months ago. Um, nice. And it's it's been cool. It's like a, it's a fun way to reach out to this community and all that. And we've kept it all very much a sense of like we are, we're trying to be as positive an influence as possible because there's obviously so much not nonsense negativity out there so we're trying to be against yes. that as much as possible <laughs> um and just try to do cool interesting things and uh get guests on as much as possible and see what other people are thinking and it's fun and it's a nice hobby and it's the like we've always sort of tried to be like okay well, what, what does star wars mean in the world what does it mean in the world of pop culture what does it mean in terms of how people enjoy it and all that um 
And it's been fascinating, like sort of the insights you get when you talk to other people about the movies and they'll sort of pick one thing and say, oh, I like it because of this, this and this. And you're like, oh, yeah, that is a really cool thing. And it changes your own experience of it. Like, so that's that's something I do really enjoy. And um, it's it's doing well. Like, I think we just hit a thousand subscribers on YouTube. So that's that's a oh, bit of a milestone. Yeah. And we're just going going from there and just making more videos. So, yeah. Nice. I have to say, you also have like some of the best looking like merchandise. <laughs> I know Thank that sounds ri like ridiculous, but just I love the logo and just everything. And I was really drawn to it. And I was just like, oh, that's really, really like badass. That's that's pretty cool. It's very and cool. Things. I'm very happy that because uh, like, that was all done before I got there. And then I was like, yeah, I think I'd won I'd won a T-shirt or something in a in a competition on um on the Facebook and that's why uh, yeah you know what that's exactly what happened I won this T-shirt and I was talking to Matt about when I was going to collect it and he was like oh I'm in the city you're in the city let's go out for have a beer and he gave me the T-shirt and I was just like yeah like I was peacocking around with this cool logo just like yeah this is a very <laughs> cool thing that no one else has and it's cool because yeah. I've seen people on the street wearing them as well which is pretty amazing like. <laughs> I drove past someone in a cab and I was just like, what? <laughs> oh, that would, oh my God. I don't, that would be the day I would love to have someone like walk past me in the streets of London and I'll see like a post, one of the postcards and I'll be like, hey, <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's really cool. Mm, that's been um, awesome. Yeah. So uh, just kind of um, talking some current events, like one that literally just happened, get your opinions on what are you what are you thinking about this rumored rosario dawson as a uh, casted as ahsoka tano in season two of the mandalorian um i'm all over it um i think it's great but it's it's that sort of thing of um you gotta take slash film are pretty good for this kind of thing it's not yeah. like um comic book news or we got this covered where it's just a lie oh. um <laughs> yeah you know it's just a bald-faced lie but um it's it's just weird the way it's like oh sh it's like they're announcing that she has been cast in season two, but then like two weeks ago they announced that filming was finished on season two. Yes, so I'm like, okay. Is it just have they mixed up this. the news? Should it have been like she was cast and she's filmed? It's just very strange the way it's all coming out now, as though it's like oh this is some brand new thing that's about to happen. You're like no, well, unless it's for season three, you've missed the boat because season two just finished. Yeah, exactly. And everything was all filming. So Yep. I'm so glad you said that because I was like, hang on a second. They literally, I know for a fact, they literally have wrapped. There's oh. no reshoots, nothing. So I'm, I'm so glad you've kind of picked that up, <laughs> the timing and the wording. Because yeah. I, I, I thought maybe that was just me being a little bit pedantic and things. So yeah, okay. But um, I, I, I'm just surprised because that would have been a kind of massive reveal again like mm. i was just, i was just chatting um with the guys uh from hollow chronicles just earlier and we were kind of like well you know they kind of took away a big reveal whereas like the baby yoda and how that kept secret and how that didn't yeah. leak and things like that you know that would have been great to just sorry oh oh god pardon me um you know, that would have been better to keep that a surprise. Like, oh my god, here's live action Ahsoka Tano, but yeah. hey, you know. It's, I don't know. I, I just they find have it been really very, like, surprising. Yeah, I mean they've been very, very good with like that first season of Mandalorian, like the things that they managed to sort of keep a secret, like um 
the dark saber and all that but especially baby yoda like if you watch any of the trailers he's just not there at all and it's no. genius and then when he appeared at the end of the first episode i was like oh okay so the next episode will be whatever but yeah no you know, that baby the baby is the co-lead of the show you know and it's like they managed to keep it completely under wraps and my actually my housemate um because obviously we're all trapped in the house he <laughs> yesterday signed up for disney plus like the trial and then just disappeared into his room and then came out this morning and he was like right i've just watched all the mandalorian <laughs> from episode one to episode nine or whatever and he's like why did no one tell me about this baby <laughs> because this is amazing he's like is it yoda but it's not yoda because the timeline doesn't work what species and he's just following me around the house like so sean what species is it <laughs> it's like you must know this is your thing that's hilarious so you guys okay so you have disney plus in australia yeah, we got it when it first came out. Oh, okay. We're finally getting it. Here's the funny thing. We're finally getting it in the UK. We're mm -hmm. getting it on the 24th. It was originally going to be the 31st. They literally have just said, oh yeah, you're going to get episode one and two of The Mandalorian. And I'm like, hang on a second. So we're literally <laughs> still having still to wait for it to come out episode by episode. I was like, it's already premiered. Just release them all like i don't understand yeah. like i like i'm all for actually it releasing weekly when it's new because like, it's yeah. cool it's something we can talk about it keeps the water what i call the water cooler discussion yes. going on but everybody's watched it like i did the whole vpn thing everything yeah. it was legal but it was just like uh, i mean i mean i'm i I'm wearing a shirt, for God's sakes, that has the baby Yoda on it that you can buy at Primark. I love that. I love that I can say the British things to you and you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yes, I know what Primark um, is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because I don't know if you have them in Australia. We don't. Uh, okay, there we go. <laughs> so it, it's just kind of like this cultural phenomenon that, like, if you, ha you know, hadn't seen it, you're just going to be like, what is this? And yeah things so it i but it, going back to our kind of our original talking point i was just surprised at how they kept it so secret but now kind of seeing the um the volume and how things were done on set mm. that it makes a little more sense it, it wasn't this big fantastical set it was definitely a more kind of closed small set mm. i don't know i do know that like john favreau outright kind of went to all the toy makers and things and was like look I know you're going to want to, you know, you have to trust me, please. Because mm. usually it's, let's, let's be honest, it's usually the toy leaks, especially Lego. Yeah. That, that's what spoils things. So, you know, him being like, I'm begging you, you have to trust me. I know you're going to want to have merchandise and this guy, the minute that premieres, but, you know, please, let's, let's just wait. And yeah. they actually listened and it worked it genuinely works so i'm just surprised this is why like i want to believe it mm. and people like star wars newsnet who really do a lot of fact checking have kind of run with it and things like that not run with it but you know have kind of also touched on it and things but i just yeah do you think they might do like a like a ray park sam whitmer kind of thing where they have someone playing it but then someone else voicing it for Ahsoka, where Rosario is the body, but Ashley mm. is still the voice. What do you think? 
No, I think I think Rosario Dawson's too big for that sort of thing. I think if I was Rosario mm. Dawson and they said, you know, oh, we're going to have you play this part, but we're going to have a white woman come in and do the voice instead, you'd be like, ooh. Oh, yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. Because yeah. it's not because the thing with Ray Park is, and I love Ray Park, but he's he's a stuntman, you know, who just looks True. very cool, and and I know actually with that they did get, I don't know the full story of this, but I think they got Peter Serafinowicz who did the original voice, yes, and he did a version of it, and then they changed it for Sam Witwers, I think, or something. Yeah, I think he did do the solo voice, and then they got rid of it. Um, but yeah, I think Rosario Dawson's more enough of a enough of a name in her own right to carry it. Of course, if she's in the show, I'm sure there'll be people on Twitter ripping their own heads off because how dare they? Blah 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 blah. But um, oh yeah, already. <laughs> already. Well, that's the thing. Like, um, as I said to you, I, I deleted my Twitter like two weeks ago, and uh, Shannon, I never looked back. Oh, it's fair enough. So nice. It's nice to be able to. <laughs> Uh, enjoy things without anyone telling me that I shouldn't. Um, yeah. It's nice to kind of like because when I was in when I was overseas, uh, the the announcement for the Star Wars: The High Republic came out. Oh yes, we will and I talk just, about this as well. Yes. We will, yes. So I just saw a headline, I clicked on it, I read the story, and I watched the video, and I was like, "That's brilliant!" And then that was it. And I didn't have to do that thing of going on Twitter and hearing every single person's takes on how it's good how it's bad, how it's this, how it's that. It's like, yes, I can take this and absorb the information, make my own opinions, walk away. It's real yeah. nice. It's a real nice change of pace. Nice. Very yeah. nice. Yeah, I, I know when I was trying to like find our old thread and everything, I was like, oh no, it's missing. I was like, okay. My first thought was like, oh no, is he okay? What has mm. happened? And then my second thought was, oh crap, have I done something? <laughs> you know, because you know when you get blocked or whatever, yeah, yeah. all that disappears. So I was like, don't think I said any hot takes or anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but luckily your co-host was very gracious. I was like, oh yes, I'll get, I'll get you in touch. I was like, thank you. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that was the thing I was like, I was umming and ahhing about, because I, 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 before I, went, before I went on holiday, I was like, I'm just going to delete it. And I'll have Twitter while I'm away. And then by the time the holiday came to an end, I was like, yeah, I haven't thought about it at all. And it has been bad for my mental health, so I'm just going to get rid of it. Um, and then the thing was, it were, I was going to go on and do a whole thing of like, oh, I'm leaving and this is why. And I was going to message everyone. In the end, I was just like, nope. I put a tweet that said, goodbye, good luck. Deactivated it and just said to Matt, tell everyone I've left. <laughs> and that was it. Because you just get into a thing of delaying, delaying, delaying. I was like, no, if I start getting into this and talking to people, I, I won't leave. So I'm out. Yeah. No, that's fair. And I mean, that's actually quite admirable and <laughs> things that, I mean, you got to do you. So I'm just exactly. glad you're okay. I was worried something happened or what. So, but yeah, you do you. Absolutely. But to kind of touch on what you just mentioned, yes, let's talk about the High Republic and mm. things like just kind of your general thoughts. What are you excited about? Any, any, just anything and everything. Oh, I think it's great. I think it's um, it, it's almost like Star Wars have taken um, a lesson from like uh, Star Trek and mm. saying like, okay, well, we've got this particular time period, so this is whatever. And now we're going to start a whole new thing in a different time period, which will involve the first one, but not be beholden to the same continuity and rules and things like that. We can tell whole new stories and also try and bring in a whole new audience 
Um, like, I'm not a massive Star Trek fan, but I'll dip in and out. Yeah. But, like, I've just started watching that Star Trek Picard, and I really like it. But yeah. online, everyone's sort of talking about how it betrays this, betrays that. And I'm like, yeah, I've watched, like, four episodes of Next Generation, a couple of the movies. I'm enjoying this. It's fine. And this is my this is my little bit of Star Trek. Um, and for some people in the future, that it'll probably be a case of they'll have, oh, yeah, you've got the Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. That's that's one thing. And you've got the High Republic, and maybe there'll be another thing and another thing, and people can just have their little bit that they like. Um, and I think it's cool. I think it's a very smart way to keep, keep it alive. Because I know a lot mm-hmm. of people, when you kind of, you know, when you'd be on Twitter or Facebook and say, and like, you know, interacting as the group and say, um, what do you want to see in the future of Star Wars? A lot of people are like, oh, I want to move away from the Skywalkers. And that was a big thing of like, yeah, I feel like that's done. Let's see something brand new. And this looks like that's what it's going to be. And yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how it turns out. Like if it moves from comics and books into TV or movies. Um, and I think it's it's a cool time period to have a look at. And it looks like they're doing some really cool stuff. So, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I am. Um, I was very excited about like the announcement and just... I also, I know it sounds ridiculous. I, when I saw, I, I loved the little promo video that they did yeah. and kind of explaining it. And I loved seeing the kind of round table kind of um, discussions yeah. and kind of these like new voices of the Star Wars universe in the last kind of five, six years, maybe a bit longer, obviously, because it, that's just the films and it was a bit longer. So um, I, I understand there'll be some fans that are a bit nervous about that because there are some who don't like kind of the Star Wars era since like the Disney acquisition. But mm. I, I just loved also just seeing so many different kinds of voices, you know, definitely lots of different cultures and walks of life, which means for me that's going to be a lot of different storytelling and exciting storytelling because yeah. you're not just going to get the basically what I call the Arthurian legend setup. Mm. You know, you're going to get a lot of different stories. I mean, I guess also Star Wars has also always dipped into kind of Japanese storytelling. I mean, The Mandalorian, look at The Mandalorian, is very much kind of the old samurai and the, you know, the wolf pup or oh, you know, yeah, the yeah. Uh, child. I mean, it, it's so that's also very much is kind of still in there. But I'm just very excited and I loved seeing all those little bullet points on the 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 board and people kind of talking about it and especially people were like dinosaurs i'm like guys i'm pretty sure they're meaning like they want big creatures kind of like yeah yeah you know the rancors and things like that and then you know mythosaurs but i think that's what they're meaning not literal dinosaurs but mm. um i'll take I it think yeah, exactly. I'm all for it. I think the other thing I was actually quite excited was on the cover seeing a blonde female Jedi. Yeah. Because let's be honest, every serious Star Wars heroine has been brunette and British, which don't get me wrong, I'm totally behind that. But I was just like, oh my God, that's me. Like, there oh, we yeah. go, finally. So I know it sounds so ridiculous, but like, yeah, I was just like, heck yeah. I think it's like not oh what's her name i i think she does have a name well it's not ajan class because that's a planet but it's something like that it's there's a k and an a in there somewhere (laughs) but um yeah and i do think that um this was going to tie in to the betty off and weiss projects that just kind of 
stopped mm. kind of thing. I, I, there's a better breakdown. Some other podcasts have kind of put the speculation out a bit better. I I can't paraphrase it really well, but I, I do think it was going to tie into their project. And I think they're like, well, that project is kind of on hold or like getting reworked, but we've done so much with these authors to help build this new era. Do you know what? Let's just keep with it and mm. just see what happens. So I'm I'm all for it. It's actually going to make a reader out of me. Um, I don't <laughs> I don't read very well because I'm dyslexic, but yeah, I'm I'm very excited and I like the idea of like space Vikings and oh yeah, like it's going to be very different. Yeah, but I think. They always need kind of something. It's like that old saying, something old, something new, something, mm. something, something blue. Um, you know, and this is where I think the speculation of, you know, is a younger Yoda going to be in it? But I think yeah. that would be a bit. I don't know. I, I wonder what you think, because I mean, I, I, I'm concerned you don't want too much, quote, Yoda, because we have obviously, quote, baby Yoda or tiny, as in mm. this is not Yoda. <laughs> ah, kind I see of. That. Yeah, um, in there, but I don't know, having another creature like that in another property, I'm concerned it might be a bit oversaturated, but I mean, what do you think? Yeah, no, I mean, it would be a nice sort of thing to have, like, Young in his prime Yoda, mm -hmm. if that is in his prime. I don't know how they age. Um, yes. But at the same time, you don't want Yoda to become, like, um, uh... I guess I used the, the comic book analogy of, like, you know, Wolverine in the 90s, where he was just everywhere, and then, like... Or Harley Quinn now, where just every yeah. comic has to find a way to put her in, and Marvel has to find a way to put Deadpool and everything and all that. You don't want to find this weird thing where just, like, Yoda's just in every trilogy, in every story, just finds his way in. Um, yeah. But at the same time, sort of, like... It'd be interesting to see him as like a jedi knight i guess and to sort of have a little bit of that and see what he was like as a sort of was he ever a cocky youngster was he always very uh stoic and cool and all that <clears throat> but i think it seems to be that the, the main um like i was saying before the main sort of core of this is like brand new bring in new readers bring in new uh an audience start from scratch start a whole new thing and i think it is sort of like like a, the star trek analogy is what i'm sticking with of like mm. this is your little well a doctor who i think would be a good analogy as well like for some people you know i, I started watching doctor who in like 2005 with chris eccleston like the yeah. eighth doctor or whatever no ninth doctor um but other people have only just started watching now for jody whittaker you know and they, they've start. that's their start and you see tons of people where it's like, oh, I, so I was watching it in the 70s, so you know, Tom Baker's my doctor and all that. And this could end up being a similar thing of like, mm -hmm. there will be people who are like, I didn't really like the Skywalker thing, but the High Republic, yeah, that's my Star Wars. That's what I'm all about. And yeah. I think that's, that's a cool way to sort of cynically to keep the brand alive, to keep, the, to keep it making money and keep it interesting. But also it looks like rather than just cynically throwing something together, They've brought in writers who have been involved with Star Wars for quite a long time. Some of them wrote books for the EU. Uh, you know, they've written visual dictionaries, they've written kids' books, they've written young adult books, and given them the sort of playground to say, okay, we are X amount of years before the Skywalker saga. 
what do you want to see? Go nuts. And that looks like that's what they've done. So it's it's exciting. I can't see it failing. I can see the same people who are dickheads now being dickheads then, but that's that's up to them. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I like the um, Star Trek analogy because it's funny. I um I remember watching the next generation as a kid kind of thing. That was quote my Star Trek. Hmm. and things and um i also really enjoyed the jj abrams film and that's why i was actually really excited when i heard he was gonna do star wars i was like well he really made me go to star trek because i've always loved star wars star trek i've kind of kind of gone in and out but i always felt it was too too regulated right i loved the outlaw nature of kind of the star wars universe but what i will say with now discovery which as I, I forget, I mean, now we're going to deal with it's on different things for different countries. For us in the UK, like Discovery is on uh, Netflix or no. no one's Netflix. on Netflix and one's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. So Discovery is Netflix and Picard's Amazon. Thank you. Because I know in America it's slightly different. But, uh, um, but Picard, I like Discovery, it just was too much with this alternate universe and I sometimes feel alternate universe like storytelling is a bit lazy. Mm. I don't know. I, I, I say that with a very uh, grain of salt. That's just my hot take. Where, I will say, sorry to interrupt, have you ever watched Fringe? Yeah. Now, Fringe show? was good. So Fringe did, I think Fringe is the high mark for me in terms of alternative, uh, alternate universes. I never, yeah. I've never found anything else that's done it as good as that, because that did it very well. Yes, I would agree with that. And I, yes, 110%. And yeah, it, it felt different, but you weren't confused. You weren't like, wait, so, wait, who are Who's you? Who's who Which and why are they there? Yeah. yeah, so no, that's actually a really good point. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, no, of but yeah so i just couldn't really get behind discovery and it's really bizarre because i understand you want to try something fresh but like they're outright talking about like sexuality and having sex scenes and things like that are implied sex scenes i'm just like uh, uh, i don't know how i feel about this <laughs> okay whereas like picard it still throws me off because there was some swearing i was just like yeah. oh i was like whoa okay but i don't know maybe it's because you know Patrick Stewart can just ugh, love that man and maybe yeah. because I have that tie to the next generation and that's why it made me think ah do we need that kind of familiar mm. to help kind of bring back those old fans but um yeah so but uh, t- kind of to sorry wrap up on this magical mystery tour I definitely agree there's like this different kind of there's a Star Trek for everyone so I'm definitely digging Picard but yeah Discovery I was just like oh, okay nah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm the same I couldn't get into I, I, I have a very specific thing it's like I really like the episodes of Next Generation that deal with Picard becoming a Borg and I really like those ah, so I really okay. like the movie First Contact and then I really liked um, and I really like Picard because it has a bit of that so it's like, okay, I'm yeah. still watching this same story over the course of a variety. It's been like a 20-year thing of just like zigging zigging and zagging in and out of things. Um, and it's just still going. And that's that's sort of, that's what keeps me in. I have that very specific story that I like and I just like following that. But whatever works. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. So that, I, to, to make it back to Star Wars. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no not, not you, but just, um, <laughs> yeah. So that's why I'm, I'm very excited to see what the High Republic brings 
and yeah like also I know some people were like oh but it's only like 200 years before the events of the prequels I'm like yeah but again that's okay because I felt like if it was like thousands of years this is like disconnect where you're like well wait this technology I mean think about mankind a thousand years ago yeah that's a big big jump so I feel 200 years is a bit more comfortable because then you could also I liked like the bulletin board said rival households which made me obviously think of like Romeo and Juliet and Game of Thrones so you can have your Dooku's, your Kenobi's, you, you know, uh, quite, yeah. you know, your Jins. So that's also your familiar, familiar. I can't even say it, but um, <laughs> it's kind of those family names. And so you're like, oh, okay, this is so and so, or I don't know. I'm very excited, and I've I've got the first book pre-ordered already, ready to go, and uh, yeah, can't wait to to talk about it. But yeah, um, it's whole other of, topic. Oh yeah, He's absolutely. Start a whole thing. Yeah. So have you, uh, speaking of like whole other things and whatnot, have you been watching the Clone Wars and how are you taking it? How are you liking it? If you have been. I have, yes. I've watched the first four. I haven't watched the newest one, which I think, oh, it might not be out yet. Or maybe it is. But I've only watched the first four. Um, and I sort of, and I love the Clone Wars. I thought the Clone Wars mm. was amazing. Um, it actually sort of got me back into Star Wars after a period where I drifted. Um, and then I did. A, I actually did a podcast with someone who about the Clone Wars, and and they were sort of persuading me to watch it. And they sent me the chronological episode order from StarWars.com. Nice. So I watched them all over the course of quite a while. They were all on Netflix for a bit. So I watched them all, and um, you know, like my nieces watched a few of them with me and stuff like that. And I just sort of always had it on, and it it sort of it changed. It reminded me how uh, it was. It made the prequels better, basically. Mm-hmm. I think it's it sort of like that. That period it was like, okay, cool. So in my head, I was like, if I just look at the prequels as being like not as good, like story arcs for the Clone Wars, it improves them. And then I sort of like got me back into it. But yeah, no, I've been, I've been loving the new, the new series. I was a bit off on the bad, uh, the bad batch. I was like, these characters are quite cheesy and one note and a bit annoying. But then they got really good. And then have you have you watched it? No, not yet. But you could please tell me I if I'm quite honest, I actually haven't watched like the all the previous series mm. of the, the Clone Wars. I, I know kind of the important like hot points and yeah. like about Ahsoka leaving the order and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I know a bit, so you're you you're not gonna spoil anything. So go ahead. <laughs> ah, okay, cool. Well, it's it reminded me that like because resistance and rebels rebels got there in the end, but like they weren't they never went quite as dark as the Clone Wars could get. Like the Clone Wars is a very dark show, mm. and the end of this arc has like um, like Anakin just kills someone in not necessarily cold blood but he does it in a kind of cold-blooded way like he's very mm. casually just kills someone um and he's sort of provoked into doing it but the the relish that he takes in doing it and you're like god damn that is dark for a kid's show yeah but it was sort of like I, the thing i've always said about the clone wars is like when i was a kid every tv show always like all the cartoons veered away from violence and no one ever died and da, 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 da. and I was like yeah this is the show I wanted this is when I was watching cartoons as a kid I was always like no I can handle things give me give me someone getting killed 
give me give me actual consequences and then watching the clone wars as a 30 year old man i was like god damn it this is the this is the cartoon i wanted yeah. i'll just watch it now <laughs> fine but yeah no I'm, I'm i'm really enjoying it i'm looking forward to um like the last arc of this season is going to be the siege of mandalore and we've all oh, been waiting yes. for that and it's like hinted at in different books and the ahsoka book talks about it and it's going to explain well it'll it'll point it'll help explain where maul's been between yeah. clone wars to solo no am i wrong i think i'm wrong where, where the timeline that gets that gets him to rebels, I guess. No. Yeah, because I guess rebels. Yeah, sorry, I'm wrong. Yeah. No, it's Clone Wars. So we so we don't know where where Maul went from Clone Wars to Solo, and then we don't yeah. really know how he went from Solo to Rebels. Yeah. So there's like those two missing gaps, and this will hopefully fill one of them in. I think. Yeah. Unless I've got that completely mixed up. No, I think you're right. The second time, so no, no, no. Yeah. I think you're right because yeah, that's why it's like Solo is before. A New Hope. I think it's like eight years before A New Hope or something. And of course, Rebels is just kind of right before that. Like I think because I know there's that famous scene in the Twin Sons yes. where um and there he's watching Luke. So you you have your time. You have your timeline. I right. do have my timeline. Right. Yes. You are good. Okay, good. <laughs> yes. But yeah, no. So that's that's been something I'm looking forward to. And whether. Because there's always that thing, like, I had the same thing with Rebels, where I was like, oh, is I, I felt like Rebels was going to end with the Battle of Scarif. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is going to end right up to Rogue One. And yeah. then Dave Filoni was sort of like, no, we're not telling that story. Rogue One's telling that story. We're telling our own story, and we'll just end where we end. I was like, yeah, that's fair. So yeah. then the same, But the same thing's happening with Clone Wars. Everyone's like, oh, this is going to end with uh, the Emperor. Uh, with six. Yeah, with Order 66 or with Palpatine getting kidnapped, so it'll lead directly into Revenge of the Sith. And you're like, yeah, but maybe not. <laughs> maybe again, yeah. it'll be the same thing. It'll get you to a certain point, and then there'll be a bit of a gap, and you'll just have to just, yeah, take take for granted. Uh, you know, work it out for yourself. Yeah, which that might be good, but uh, no, I, I'm excited. I'm definitely going to catch up on all of it once we get our Disney Plus next week yes. and things, because I do feel almost like a slight fraud where it's like I know so much now about the animated shows but I haven't really watched them and it's mm. like oh you can't really be a Star Wars podcast and not seen the animated stuff like yeah it's, it's like I played the video games I can tell you all about you know the Force Unleashed I waited in line at you know midnight <laughs> 10 years ago 12 years ago to get it but uh, yeah I did not really watch the animated shows so yeah, they definitely work on that. They're more good than bad. Um, yeah. I would say Resistance. I don't know what Resistance was for, if that makes any sense. Like, yeah. I thought it was building to something, and then it never really did, and then it just ended. And I was like, uh. Oh. I feel like, I don't know. Again, I was just sort of like, what's what what's this show for? What's what is it? Um, yeah. Well, Rebels is amazing. Clone Wars is fantastic. Yeah. I think the thing with Resistance, and I think this is the biggest Achilles heel, in my opinion, to the sequel trilogy, is there's no passage of time. Mm. Like, you know, with Clone Wars, there's a massive jump between episode one and two, and then a massive jump between two and three kind of thing. So you have this time to fill in other stories. 
Whereas with, I mean, it was a cool idea and it was never done before, but having literally one film start right after the other in the sequel trilogy, I think really kind of hurt it in terms of character development, in terms of, you know, what what's going on kind of thing. So, I mean, it was a cool, like, hey, that that's really cool that one film is literally leading off from the other, but then the, the kind of the bigger ripple effects down mm. the pot, you know, the pond is like... Oh man, but so to my point, like it kind of goes the same for resistance. Like it just was like, it was cool when it was starting to like events were starting to overlap with, oh, here's that speech from Hux. Yeah. Uh, and oh, here's Kylo Ren. Oh, here's Captain Phasma. But it just was kind of like, eh? like, I don't know. But that's just my kind of hot take on it. Yeah, no, it's, I think that's the take everyone's got of just. I don't know. It was just such a weird show, like because when when it got to the final episode and it ended, I was just like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I guess it's over now." Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, <laughs> okay, and that was it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it is it is quite weird to have because there's so many like extra things that fill in the gaps, obviously, in Star Wars, and um, but it's weird to just have that Force Awakens Last Jedi thing where there's just nothing. You can't you can't you can't force anything between them. Mm-hmm. Whereas there was tons of like, you know, Resistance Reborn and Spark of Resistance and all that. Yeah. Between Last Jedi and Rise Skywalker. And then obviously now the comics are all between Empire and Jedi, and then they were between New Hope and Empire and so on. And and my favorite my favorite period of um Star Wars is that that uh, anything that fits in that gap between Avenger the Sith and a New Hope. Rebels yes. and Jedi Fallen Order and um, uh, well anything anything that's like the like all the Darth Vader comics and that like the Purge all that period I love that because that's the real like you were saying before that's the real uh, masterless samurai Jedi you know any Jedi that it's hiding or they're kind of like writing wrongs on a desert planet you know that kind of stuff and that's that's right where my interest is like I love that stuff like I just finished Jedi Fallen Order this week. Oh, and nice. I, I thought it was really cool, and I just love that that area where it's, you know, you're a Jedi, but you've been the best thing in the world, the universe, and now you are just, like, nothing. How yeah. do you deal with that? Yeah, I, yeah I'm. that's on my list now that I'm going to be kind of home more, <laughs> mm-hmm. is finally uh, playing Jedi Fallen Order, because, yeah, I thought I was getting it for Christmas, and then just didn't happen and I've just been so busy and things with work and then I was just like yeah I'll probably stream it and people will be like hey this game like came out six months ago I was like don't care but uh yeah I'm really looking forward to it because I love the like you know I loved the Force Unleashed 1 and 2 and things like that so when I saw the gameplay play at last year's E3 that I was just like yes I am so for this so I mm. cannot wait absolutely it's... cannot wait it's great. It's a lot more sort of like platformy and puzzly than I was expecting, but I'm really into that. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. So I it too. was. I, I love, it's cool. Um, yeah, because I, I love Uncharted and um, I love the the new Tomb Raider kind of thing. Mm. So um, very excited. So hopefully soon, <laughs> yeah. and we'll uh, get playing with that. But um, so is there anything else you kind of wanted to talk about, Sean? This is kind of just kind of our general discussion, kind of episode I, th- I think we kind of covered high republic kind of some s- breaking news and uh, anything else to kind of chat about 
Um, not really. I think that's all the that's all the news that's fit to print, isn't it? It's uh, yeah. I'm my my current sort of thing at the moment is I randomly um, Matt, my co-host, put me onto a job um, writing the narrative for um, tabletop RPGs. Oh, interesting. Which would not have been anything I would have considered. And he just like saw it somewhere and he was like, have a look at this. And I, I ended up applying for the job, but I was saying for like, I've never, I haven't played a tabletop RPG for, well, I've never actually played it. Ever. You know, yeah. never. <laughs> so it's this whole thing now where I'm trying to like, you know, I've been in the game shop in the city, like looking through core books and source books and all that. And I'm just like, I feel like I know what this is. Okay, I know what this is. So I went on YouTube and I was like Googling it. Uh, I was like YouTubing videos about it. And I was like, no, now I feel like I'm moving further away from it. <laughs> now I don't understand it. So I'm focused on, there's a Star Wars game called Edge of Rebellion. Oh. And you can get like a beginner's set. And it's um, basically, I think it's set during the original trilogy and you play as the Rebels and, and all that. So that's what I'm sort of, uh, at the moment, I'm trying to find, it's sold out everywhere and I'm trying to get it. So that's my current my current events in terms of Star Wars is trying to get this like tabletop RPG and then find a bunch of people to play it with me during a period in history where we're not allowed to be in the same room as people. Yeah. So that's that's what's that's stopping me at the moment. Yeah, it's it's definitely a very interesting time where it's just like all of a sudden it's like the I always describe myself as an extroverted introvert. Like oh, yeah. I I can I can do social situations, I'm great, but if I want to recharge my batteries, this is how I always say for people to see if they're introvert or extrovert. I prefer to be at home mm-hmm. kind of on my own or with my better half i don't need to go out in social situations to recharge but mm. um so i think i mean it's i haven't even had day one yet but um <laughs> it will be interesting to see how i get on but um, i think just continuing you know talking with great people like yourself yep. and things so just kind of see what happens because we've i don't think any of us have had this in our lifetime ever nah. like nah, not at all no um, but I, I'm just glad to hear that at least things are slightly calming down in your native country because I mean, gosh, though, to go from like, yeah, we have pretty much the whole country is on fire to yeah. now pretty much the whole country's getting sick. It's just like, oh man, like poor Australia. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was pretty nuts. Like, cause we had, um, like I live in Melbourne. And the fires didn't get here, but we were the smoke did. So we we did have like terrible air quality and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it was nuts. I was like driving to work with a bunch of my coworkers because we couldn't you couldn't walk because the mm. you couldn't have that much sustained time in it. Um, but yeah, no. And then that that sort of just as that cleared, this started. And just before the the fires, there were floods. You know, it's, oh. it's been just one after another. Oh, well, I'm glad to still hear you. You're here. You're in good spirits. That's it. And you just keep trucking on. And um, <laughs> yeah, where where can they find you, Sean? Where And your co-host and podcast and things. Yep. So, um, well, as I said, I'm no longer on um, Twitter, but Matt is. So if you go to, uh, well, Matt is, but the, the channel is specifically. So if you go to at Blue Bantha Milk, I think. Let me just quickly check that just to make sure. <laughs> yes, it is. So at Blue Bantha Milk, um, that's that's our Twitter. Um, uh, go on YouTube, search up um, Blue Bantha Milk Co. And obviously like and subscribe if you like it. 
and um, check out our Facebook as well because we're kind of doing some cool things on there. Uh, in my downtime being stuck at home, I've taken to just making terrible memes. So that's that's <laughs> been a lot of fun. Um, nice. And asking the big questions. So I've done a bit of a th series this week where I've said to people, if you can make one alteration to any of the prequels, what would you change? The originals, the sequels, and the spin-offs. Like each day has been a different thing. And Ooh. I've got a, a wide... A, answers that have been um, great. Answers that have been terrible. Um, <laughs> some abuse. Some people who have mixed up the movies. Um, some A lot of hatred for Jar Jar. That's come up quite a bit. Again. Um, yeah, so that comes back up. But then some people have said more Jar Jar, so that's that's pretty good. Um, a few kind of like petty, bitchy comments, uh, like, um, like, what would you change? And someone said, ah, if I if I made it, I'd hire people who could act. You're like, all right, take it down a notch. Oh, yeah, it's like, okay, go back to your corner. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. But it's been interesting. Like a few people have said some cool things. Um, we're gonna make actually a video about it. Me and me and Matt, we're gonna put together some of the best ones and share them with everyone. Because yeah, there's there's some very interesting ones. Some people. I think with the sequels would rather that they just adapted one of the EU books directly word for word. Uh, a few people have said, oh, at the end it should be um, Luke and Leia fighting the Emperor instead of um, be uh, Ben Solo and Rey. You're like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure what cinema goers want is two 60-year-olds having a sword fight with an old man as opposed to, like, young, good-looking, great actors doing it. Um, also... Obviously, by this point in the narrative, Luke's dead, and obviously in the real world, Carrie Fisher's passed away. Yeah, it's like, like... these are changes you cannot make, and it would be terrible. So yeah, so it's been very interesting seeing the ups and downs. I think some people are just like, oh yeah, you know, the the kind of movie I like is one that's awful. <laughs> so maybe that's that's what they're about. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> but feel free to get on our Facebook, and uh, if you're listening to this, they'll still be there. So get on the Facebook and add your own things, and. Um, Yes, please do. Uh, yeah, and I think that's definitely. that's us. Brilliant. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out. I always love kind of the, with obviously like you know a pinch of salt. I I like the mm. cooks. There was a, I remember there was a comic book series called like Infinite or whatever that Marvel came oh. out and like. And then I it's love like, those. What, yeah, like kind of what would happen if, you know, Leia went to the dark side or, or something like that. So those are always fun kind of things as long as it doesn't turn into a oh, will hire actors who can act. Oh, I'm like, okay, yeah. fine. Yeah. And that's fine. You can definitely vocalize that, but it's just like, ugh, okay, you're kind of missing the assignment here, but fair yeah. enough. So, well, Sean, it has been an absolute pleasure. I have really enjoyed this. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for taking uh, time to fly with me to <laughs> lovely Bespin. Um, and uh, thank you for everybody listening. And we will see you guys next time. Thank you for having me.